Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Have you ever had the thought that you wish you could cut back to part-time, but that was immediately stopped by a part of your brain that said, like, are you kidding? You can't do that. All right, so this is what prompted this episode. We're at the beach, and um, yeah, I wanted to record this because I hear this a lot where people want to change. They genuinely want it so bad, but they just can't believe that it's possible. So I'm going to give you three concrete tools. So if I were coaching you, we may use one of these, we may use all three, but these are ways that you can... Um, overcome this or look at it differently. So here we go. I wanted to address something that I saw on Facebook because as you know, when you're on vacation, you have a lot more time to scroll through the book of faces and read all those comments and just waste hours, right? (laughs) And then if you throw a little drinky drink by the pool into it, I mean, I could just sit there and like, as long as I've got my reading glasses on, I can just sit there and read and read and, you know, you look at everybody else's lives and you think either, thank goodness that's not me or, oh, I wish that was me. So anyway, I saw this comment and I've thought about it for three days. I've ruminated on it and decided if this lady were my client, this is some of the stuff that I would want to talk about with her. So here's what she posted, and she's um, in the healthcare field, and she said, um, doesn't, it, doesn't it annoy you when people tell you you should cut back to part-time to help your burnout? Now, I don't think she was talking about me. I don't know her, um, and I don't tell people they should cut back to part-time to help their burnout because that's not true. It's not getting to the root cause of why you're burned out, although working less if you're burned out might help. Anyway, so I've thought about this, and she also said, um, kind of like in in my word, she said, duh, if I could cut back to part-time, I would. Don't don't they think I've already thought of that? I mean, if I'm burned out, of course I would love to work part-time, but I can't. I have bills bills to pay and blah, blah, blah. And uh, of course, there were lots of commenters who agreed with her and said, Uh, Yeah, I'm a single mom. I have a mortgage. I have bills. I have kids with special needs. I have, you know, on and on and on. All these people who were like, amen. 
There were a couple of people, however, who said, I used to feel the same way, but I decided if other people could do it, I could too. And I got crafty and I figured out how to make money doing this, or I figured out how we could live off a lot less. And I would say there were out of maybe 80 comments, there were probably four that were along those lines. And all the other ones were like, yes, I would love to work part-time, but I can't. And so my coach's ears go up when I hear I can't because this is a belief. And just like any belief, we, we think it's true. That's why it's called a belief. But what it really is, is a thought. It is a thought that your head produced. I can't cut back to part-time or I have to work full-time. And our thoughts, we think they're true because, I mean, we want to be right. Our brain came up with that. So, of course, we think it's true. But there's a way of questioning your thoughts. And it really is... Um, It's a way to have a perspective shift because sometimes when you're so enmeshed in a belief, that's the only way you can, you can like, uh, get out of it. So it's it's sort of like being stuck in quicksand and you know how, like, if you try to, you're just going to sink deeper if you stay there. Um, and if you try to struggle to get out, like I can work part-time, I can, I can, I can, like that struggle is going to make you sink deeper. But sometimes there, if you have a perspective shift, like I've heard, I don't know if this is true, if you can get, uh, let's see, it would be horizontal, like if you can lay on your back in the quicksand, that's a way that the suction stops trying to pull you under, and then you can get out. So this is sort of, think of this as like your quicksand scenario where I'm going to help you get onto your back. All right, so here's how it works. And this is um, give credit to Byron Katie, and you can read her book, Loving What Is, or just browse her website for free. So you name the belief. I can't cut back to part-time. You just name it or write it down. And then you ask yourself, is this true? Is it true you can't cut back to part-time? And most people, at least in this um, Facebook post, would say yes. And then I would say, is it 100% true? And I would ask them to imagine a scenario where they believed they could not cut back to part-time. Like imagine, um, you know, it could be in the middle of your work day when you're hating life and you're like, well, I wish I could work less, but I can't. So imagine that scenario and is it 100% true? And most people will kind of waffle and they'll say, well, I mean, I guess if I won the lottery, it might not be true. But you want them to kind of uh, come up with a yes or no answer. So either yes, it's 100% true, or no, it's not. You still go on with the next few steps. Okay, so then you ask, how do you treat yourself when you are believing that you can't cut back to part-time? So really, how do you treat yourself? And some people might say, well, I guess I'm like a prison guard, or I'm like a whip I mean, a... Uh, what's it called? I don't know, a whipper, like I have a whip and I'm kind of beating myself into submission. And I tell myself, you better just buck up. Or I tell myself, this is the career you chose. You're just going to have to do this. Or you chose to have kids. You're going to have to work to pay for all that stuff they need. 
And then you want to ask yourself, how do you treat your job when you believe you can't cut back to part-time? I mean, most of us treat it like a have to. Most of us treat it like, um, kind of like that's the jail that we're stuck in. How do you treat your spouse or partner when you believe you can't cut back to part-time? How do you treat your kids when you believe you can't cut back to part-time? And then you ask yourself, okay, let's pretend you didn't have that thought. It never popped into your head. Like nobody told you you had to work full-time. You just, you don't even have access to that thought. It's just has never been entered into your head. So if you did not have access to that thought, I can't cut back to part-time, how might your life look different? How would that feel different in your body, if at all? Like, so remember how you felt when you couldn't, when you believed that you couldn't cut back to part-time? Like, how does that feel? And here's a clue, y'all. If it feels bad in your body, like pressure, heaviness, whatever, that's a clue. That's a clue that this is not, probably not a true thought if it's painful. So anyway, how would you feel differently if you didn't have access to that thought? I can't cut back to part-time. How would you treat yourself if you did not have access to the thought, I can't cut back to part-time? How would you treat your job, your patients, your spouse, your kids, if you did not have access to that thought? And you know what most clients that I've talked to would say? They, they get this um, expression on their face and it's like peace and calm and wonder because they can't imagine. This is the first time they've imagined what life might be like if they didn't have that thought. And they say, I guess I would feel free. And they kind of have a question mark after it, like, is some iteration of that, like freedom. Because these thoughts really are like a prison. And we hold on to them. We have no idea that we don't have to keep that thought. And we argue to keep our limitations. The limitations are self-imposed, and we will argue to keep them. I mean, there were so many, probably 70 people commented like, yes, I am stuck. I am trapped. I would love to change my situation, but I can't. And we will look for evidence to support that. We'll look at our bills. We'll look at, you know, how our boss seems unmovable and is not going to give us a raise or give us what we ask for. So then we never even do it. All right, so then the last step with this is you do a turnaround. So this, I think of it like a Rubik's Cube. So you take that belief, I can't cut back to part-time, and you twist it around, and you try the opposite on. So you say, I can cut back to part-time. And you ask yourself, what are three examples of where either this has been true in the past, or it could be true in the future? Or it's true right now. And so you might say, well... You know, maybe you give a silly example first, like I could work part time if I marry a sugar daddy or I could work part time if I, you know, lived in a shack. But I want you to start coming up with some that may actually work. So I could work part time if 
I managed to pay off my student loans in the next year. I could work part-time when the kids go back to school. I could work part-time if I made 20% more um, than I currently make, I'd be able to cut my hours back. So I want you to think of ways that that could be true. And then you say, are there any other ways I could turn this around? So I can't cut back to part-time. I can't cut back to part-time. Is there any other way we can turn this around? I can't work full-time. How about that? And name ways that could be true. So I can't keep working full-time if I want to maintain my sanity. I can't keep working full-time if I am going to stay in this career long-term. I can't keep working full-time if um, if I'm going to be the person that I was, that I'm here to be, if I want to be the person that I want my kids to emulate. So you think of ways that could be true. And so... The other tool that I sometimes use is the metaphor tool. So I looked back at my notes because I take notes on all my clients. And I I didn't copy this word for word, but I'm going to sort of um, give you an example of a metaphor that a client used. So a lot of times clients will say, I feel trapped. And I'll say, tell me more about that. And so some of them will describe a cage. Some of them describe like a ball and chain. Some of them describe being in a box, um, but a lot of us feel trapped. And so one client said, I feel like I'm bricked in, like tall walls are around me. And so the metaphor tool is where I ask them to sort of close their eyes and imagine this um, wall or this cage or whatever it is. And I have them um, describe exactly what they see as if they're seeing it in a dream or a movie. And so I'm going to sort of, um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to tell you exactly what she said. I'm going to kind of combine a few clients' uh, metaphors. So let's say she said, the walls are so tall, I can't see a way out. They're closing in on me. And so then I ask, like, okay, how does your body feel when this, when you are in this, like, area with walls all around you? She said, I feel suffocated. I feel like there's a weight on my chest. Um, It's on my throat. I can't talk. Um, I feel nauseated. And so maybe you're thinking, okay, what's the point in having somebody describe this imaginary scenario? And the point is that when we get so stuck in our beliefs that we can't see a way out, this is the left side of the brain. The left side of the brain is like the spreadsheet, the pro, the con list, the like, let me just figure this out on paper. And you, you really can't do that easily. The right side of the brain, however, is your creative side. So the right side of the brain can problem solve and it can think outside the box. It can step away from logical thinking and come up with creative solutions that you can't even begin to imagine with your left brain. Okay, so I asked the client, all right, so I want you to, you see these tall walls. Do you see a way out? She's like, no, I don't see a way out. Like, they're just, they're closing in on me. Okay, so I want you, this is how I say it. All right, now I want you to imagine that you're in charge of this daydream. You have a magic wand, and you can rewrite the script however you want. You get to choose what happens next. 
So the main character is you. You're stuck inside the walls. You have an unlimited budget for this scene, this, this daydream. How would you change it? Just say the first thing that pops into your head. And so she said, like, okay, I would make it so the walls aren't actually so tall. They're not as tall as I thought. I can peek over the top of the walls. And I said, what do you see? Okay, I see this. there's blue skies. Um, I can see fields and mountains in the distance. I see people. I see people kind of in the distance. They're doing really neat things. And I said, okay, what else? What else would you like to see happen? Well, it turns out I can lift my leg up and climb over the wall. Okay, so you would make yourself taller or the wall shorter? Both, she said with excitement. And so at this point, like the client's getting into it. She's like, yeah, I'm redesigning this daydream. So she steps over the wall. She says she notices a path. The path goes towards the village, like an Italian village, <laughs> where she feels safe and at home. Okay, what is it about the village? Um, it feels safe because everyone's like family and they're willing to help. And you can almost imagine this as she's describing it. You know, like you can see this little Tuscan village with Italians and you can smell the bread baking and hear the hello, how are you? You know, the, <laughs> the Italian accents. Okay, so we all know each other. They're happy to see me. They say they've been waiting for me. Um, the walls were actually meant to protect me until I was ready to come to this place. All right, that's creative. I mean, I can never make this stuff up. Like whatever I think they're going to say, they always surprise me because this is your right side of your brain. It's not thinking logically, which is what you need in order to solve this kind of problem. So then I would ask like, okay, how do you feel now? Peace? Belonging? Okay, what do you feel in your body? She said she no longer felt suffocated. The weight was gone. Um, she felt light and free and grateful for the walls. She was able to see them differently. So then I bring them back to reality. Okay, come on back. Let's talk about this. What do you think that the walls represented? And in this case, it was like, well, I wasn't actually stuck, even though I thought I was. It was more like I could choose to step over the walls or I could see, I could choose to see the walls as boxing me in or I could choose to see like, oh, they're not actually that tall. Um, and so it's like when you get in this imaginary, playful world, it allows you to change your perspective. And she said, like, it was almost like I was on my knees the whole time. I didn't realize I could just stand up and be tall enough to do something about the walls. Like, can you see how this plays out in real life? So whereas she originally saw herself as stuck, this shifted her whole perspective. So then I asked questions like, okay, well, what would it look like if you, in real life, like, what do you think the village represented? And, you know, she's like, there are people out there who are ready and willing to help me when I'm ready. And the walls were there, like, I, I needed to be there. There were things I needed to learn. And when I'm ready, I will just... I can leave. Okay, I'm going to give y'all one more tool, at least one more, because 
I hear this so much and I'm so grateful that lady posted this because sometimes it's helpful to remind myself like what people are struggling with when you're in the thick of it. Okay, the other tool that I like, and this is good if you're a visual learner, is the four categories of human experience. Okay, so this is where you brain dump. You get a sheet of paper, you make four columns. And the first column is your circumstances. So I want you to write out every fact. So this is as if you're a reporter and you are just reporting the facts. So this is not what you feel, not what you think. This is it. Like my mortgage is 2000 a month. Student loans are this. I have two kids in daycare. I make this much. So you just report the facts in the circumstances column. The next column is your thoughts. So this is where you get to write down, you know, I am poor or <laughs> I am stuck at my job. I am not allowed to work less than I do. I um, I don't know, just all the thoughts that you have. I'm sure you have a million thoughts about this. The next one is body sensations or feelings. So this is what your body is feeling. So it might be, for me, it's like jaw tightness, migraines, insomnia. You can even put like heavy feeling, dread, <laughs> um, sadness, anger, all these things that you feel. And then the last category is action. So, or action or what you do. So, um, you might say, I never look at job postings, or I sit in my car at work and cry, or I post on Facebook a lot, <laughs> whatever it is that you do. All right. Then I want you to just look at this list because you cannot change your circumstances that easily. They are what they are. You can change your thoughts. You can change your thoughts, which will then change the third column, how you feel. Your thoughts drive how you feel. And then the last column is your choice. What do you do? What do you do about it? And that's also your choice. But you have to start with the thoughts. So what thoughts are driving your feelings, which are driving your actions? And just seeing this on paper, a lot of people, it just helps them to see it. And then they'll say, wow, in the circumstances column, I do have a lot going on. But I also see all those negative thoughts and what, it's, what they're doing to my body. And then, yeah, no wonder I'm choosing the actions that I'm choosing. Okay. Oh, we have time for one more. This is going to be a slightly longer podcast. Okay. What part of you thinks you have to stay full-time? Okay. There's usually a few parts inside of us. You're not crazy. Everybody has these parts. So imagine if I said, okay, well, there's one part of me who really wants to work part-time, but there's another part of me who says, no, there's no way you can cut back. You have to work full-time. All right, is this ringing a bell? Because most of us have these two different parts. So 
Richard Schwartz um, invented this type of therapy called internal family systems. The idea is that you have all these different parts inside of you that are like uh, members of a family. And so there's often the drill sergeant part who's like, you chose this career. You chose to have so many kids. You chose to have a husband who didn't make as much. Like you have to do this. And then there's another part of you that's like maybe a quieter voice that's like, it would be nice. What if? What if I could work part time? What if I could quit this altogether? What if I could work somewhere else? So I want you to pick out the part that's telling you you can't cut back to part time. And I want you to imagine she is standing in front of you. This is a younger part of you. And this part of you formed because she saw that having a strong work ethic and being responsible, like those were very important. So she's trying to protect you. She doesn't want you to get lazy or quit your job or do anything irresponsible. So I want you to ask her to show you an image, like a memory from childhood. And for me, this was like an unspoken, you'll get in trouble, worry if I miss school or work. I also remember like my dad complaining about his job and the sound of stress in his voice, but he never quit or changed jobs from the time I was six until he retired. (laughs) So for me, this part was probably like nine years old. And she thinks that a boss is like the end all be all. So your whoever your boss is is like God, or at the very least, like the principal of the elementary school. Like you have to listen to this part. You can't miss work. You can't miss school unless you're on your deathbed. If you don't do a good job and like work, do your best, then you are lazy. So you want to talk to this part. Ask her like, okay, what are you feeling in your body? Chances are she is feeling stressed out. Um, My part feels it in her throat. And a lot of times this is because we don't feel like we have a voice. So what is this part afraid of or worried about? Like, I want you to actually picture this part standing in front of you and imagine you're asking her like, hey, what is it you're afraid of? What is it you're worried about? My part says I'm worried about being bad. Like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be perceived as lazy. I don't want to mess up. I'm worried about money. So she's like showing me memories of like her mom and dad being worried about money. So she's like, I don't, that's bad. I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel that. Um, I also ask her like, tell me more. Tell me more about this. She says she doesn't know anybody who works part-time. So like she can't even imagine that. So this work is all about being curious and compassionate towards this part of you who says you cannot cut back to part-time. We don't want to argue with her. We don't want to tell her she's wrong. We simply want to hear where she's coming from. Like, where did you get this idea? And then you might want to thank her. Like, thank you for, like, helping me be such a hard worker. Thank you for helping me, um, like, save money and pay off bills. And then I want you to like show her how old you are because a lot of times these parts that were developed in childhood, they think you're still a kid. They think they still have to be diligent. They have to be vigilant and like keep you in line. 
And so let her know that like you, you're all grown up now and you can do a budget and you can like save money and you have all these cool tools now that you didn't have as a kid. You have a credit card, you have a checkbook. And then you reassure her like, okay, I've got this. I've got this. You tell her she can relax now. Ask her if there's something she'd rather do. And let her know like you're you're like a boss now. You're the boss of your money. And a lot of times just calming this fear down, this childhood fear will make a huge difference. It'll it feels like freedom. Like you can start thinking about life in a different way. All right, I have a lot more ideas, but this is going on and on and on. Reach out if you're at that place where you're like, I would love to do something about my problem, but I can't, and I will walk you through these tools. Um, Send me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.